2: Hey, Dyking Out listeners. We wanted to let you know that this episode was recorded before the allegations came out against George Takei, and this is why we'll make sure in the future we don't do anything reckless like complimenting male celebrities because everybody has the potential to be disappointing. With that being said, please enjoy this episode on Problematic Gay Men.
3: My fiancé calls it like, like wake and hate and I really <laughs> do it like I get up in the morning uh, I get on social media and I'm like oh let me at them
0: yeah <laughs> how, that's great
2: how do you find the energy
0: I'm diking out you're diking out let's dyke out together see what it's all about
2: Hi, and welcome to Dyking Out, a podcast that's exactly what it sounds like. I'm Carolyn Bergier. And I'm Sarah York. And today we'll be diking out with friend of the podcast and lady love expert, Aisha Keller. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> and we're going to be diking out about gay men. Yay. Oh, did you think that we were going to invite a gay man for that? <laughs> no, actually... <laughs> We probably will in the future. I, I would like to do that. I'm working on, on finding the right gay man. Mm-hmm. Uh, but on this show, lesbians get dibs on everything. Yay. So uh, thanks again for everyone who's been listening and leaving us reviews on iTunes. Those really help. If you haven't yet, please do. It helps people find us. And as of this recording, there are 15 states where we don't have listeners. So hmm. I want to call out these states. <laughs> <laughs> and if you know people who live there, yes. Uh <laughs> Tell them to stop dicking around and dike out with us. So, Great. first date on our list. We're going to go in alphabetical order. Alaska. <laughs> uh, one time I performed for Sarah Palin. I did a comedy show and Sarah Palin was in the audience. And uh, But I wasn't doing diking out at the time, so I couldn't tell her right. to dike out with us. Um, she has
1: so many gay friends. I'm sure they would have been <laughs> interested. She says she does. Uh-huh. Yeah. Just, she said, I wanted, oh, oh, I'm yeah. sure she said that. Yeah. yeah. She,
2: said, um, she said that... She's like sympathetic to, to gay people because she's like friends with them or whatever, but then doesn't Thank believe you. Yeah. <laughs> so helpful. She thinks they'll all burn in the fires of hell and right. turn into fossil fuels or whatever. But while they're here, she would like them to do her hair. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't think she would want to dike out with us unless we did an episode on like flute playing, mm, maybe, yeah. which, which I think is kind of like a dikey. Kind of, yeah. Like, the mouth movements you have to make and, like, the tonguing to get yeah. the, like, staccato, um, it's very... I think it's among the gayer instruments, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, also, I felt like, you know, flute was always, like, only women played the flute. When, and yeah. when I was in high school, there was one guy who played the flute, and he was great and awesome. At it, of course he was gay. Yeah. You know. <laughs> like they, we couldn't you can't have a straight man no. play the flute because it's um it would just shatter, <laughs> shatter your <Yeah. the> masculinity <laughs> to do that. I don't know. I, I feel like if I had a son and he's like, I wanna play the flute, I'd be like, maybe the trumpet. Yeah. I'm like just
1: I would just be like, Don't do I band. Don't I don't <laughs> want to pay for the instrument. Those that shit's
2: expensive. <laughs> yeah, and the all the band all the band teachers are like kind of weird. Yeah. I, I never had one it. that I felt like, oh, this guy's normal. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, Aisha, did, were you in band? I was in marching band. <gasps>
2: you were in yes! marching band? That's so dying.
3: Oh, my God. That's what great. What instrument did you play? Uh, the cymbals. <laughs> <laughs> I was the lead symbolist, And the way I got into marching band was to get out of detention. <laughs> and then I stayed for two years. Yeah. Wow. This is amazing. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I was but never what made advanced. you stay? Was it another lady in marching band? <laughs> I mean, it was all the ladies oh. in marching band.
2: <laughs> That's great. Um, so, okay, Alaska, we've covered that off. If you know anyone in Alaska, mm-hmm. uh, you know, tell them to get on this. Arizona... Uh, people in Arizona, maybe they're too busy calling their representatives to tell them to stop taking away health care or Hopefully. giving guns to people who are mentally <laughs> ill or deporting innocent people. Between those phone calls, you can dike out with us. You can. Don't mm-hmm. be afraid. Uh, Arkansas, I'm going to go ahead and say this is somehow Hillary Clinton's fault. Um, <laughs> Everything else is. Might as well be. Yeah. I feel like it's safe to blame anything yeah. on Hillary Clinton these days. You know, it turns out blaming things on Hillary Clinton gets you a lot of um, free press and yeah. conservative outlets. So I would like to start a conspiracy <laughs> that the reason we don't have listeners in Arkansas is because of Hillary Clinton and uh, her her Clinton blood money. Yeah. So someone from Fox News run with the story. <laughs> It was definitely the Clinton Foundation. Oh, it was. Yeah. 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 There's money going to the Clinton Foundation <laughs> yeah. uh, in exchange for blocking lesbian podcasts. Exactly. Delaware. Uh, I've never met someone who currently lives here, so I'll let that slide.
1: <laughs> I have know, no idea. I've never met a, Del- a Delawarean I know,
2: in my life. I know one guy from Delaware. Yeah. And that's it.
1: That sounds like a really shitty band from the 90s. One guy from Delaware. <laughs> <laughs> It
2: like open for better than that. hot, and we're
1: one guy from Delaware. <laughs> <laughs> uh Hawaii. I was born there.
2: What? Yeah. Hmm. Did you know that? I, yeah, I was you born know, in Hawaii cause... a lot of times you say things and I'm like, what? And then I think <laughs> for a second, I'm like, maybe I knew that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was born there. My parents were like state my dad was in the military at the time, so <sighs> they were stationed there. It's the best place to be stationed. I went to Hawaii for the first time this year and Going around and seeing all the, the bases that mm-hmm. are literally right on the beach, and then you have beachfront properties. I'm like, this is the, the best deal for yeah. the Army. It uh, kind of is, except all the
1: locals despise you, but yeah. other than that, it's great. Other than um, that, and Pearl Harbor. We lived there when I was a bit. Ba- yeah. <laughs> if you we were, were there when I was a baby, that. and then we never went back, so... Mm-hmm. Whatever. I was raised in Nebraska. Thanks, guys.
2: We have a lot of Nebraska listeners, so... Oh, I bet
1: we do. Yeah. They're all my mother. And Kansas. And her friends. In Kansas? Yeah. yeah. We
2: have Kansas, I have too. family
1: and friends there.
2: That um, is wonderful. Yeah. I, I appreciate Probably some it. Missouri, I'd, ma- I'd imagine, as well. I'm not going to call those flyover states anymore. <laughs> oh, they, they still are. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. No, uh, I mean... Ho- Hawaii, I will say when I was there, I didn't listen to podcasts the whole time. There mm-hmm. are other things to do in Hawaii than listen to podcasts. Uh, I actually enjoyed listening to the local music on the radio. Really? It was just like weird ukulele stuff yeah. and things I couldn't understand. But when you're driving through Hawaii, it feels like yeah. you're in a movie or something. Yeah. Um, it was either that or my wife just humming the theme to Jurassic Park the entire time, <laughs> no matter where we went. That's great. <laughs> she chime in uh and then when we did the helicopter tour of Kauai and you're going past jurassic falls where the helicopter lands in the original jurassic park they play that music oh i bet they're just like
1: cashing in on that left and right
2: oh yeah yeah half of it is this is where they shot this scene in jurassic park yeah (laughs) um Next on our list, Kentucky. Uh, I was surprised about this one because it's so close to Ohio. I thought there were going to be some spillover dikes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> What's going on? No Kentucky? spillover
1: dikes in Kentucky. There's if you're one of be. our
2: listeners in Ohio, go knock on your neighbor's next door yeah. in Kentucky. Tell them to start diking out with us. Michigan. Uh, since the last election, I'm not expecting anything from Michigan anymore. Mm-mm. Michigan, you are dead to me. You're not dead to me. I would love to have listeners from Michigan. I know so many people from Michigan, so yeah. I think I, I need to do better outreach on my part. Mm-hmm. Um, Montana. What? I'm gonna, There have to be dykes in Montana. You would think so. I was thinking at first like Brokeback Mountain, but that was Wyoming. And mm-hmm. I, I know those weren't dykes, but close enough. Yeah. I, like, <laughs> we'll take it. Yeah. Look, look at what they were wearing. <laughs> All those the wardrobe was very similar, yeah. It might as well have been lesbians. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we we have listeners in Wyoming, uh, mm-hmm. but so maybe the spillover okay. effect. Nevada, uh, dykes in the desert. What are you waiting for? <laughs> Come on, jump on board.
1: <laughs> when you're out on your camping trip with your dogs, just put
2: us on. New Hampshire. I know Trump called you a drug den, uh, but we don't <laughs> discriminate here at Dyking Out. <laughs> On drugs, off drugs, we want you to tune in either way. Can you tell I wrote some of this ahead of time? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> I
1: had a, I had that a write down neatly states, printed word doc in front of you. You know, I come prepared. You were so organized. I love
2: it. Yeah, like a good dyke scout. Always prepared. Is that the motto? Yeah. Uh, New Mexico. This one stings a bit because mm-hmm. our uh, episode two guest, Sarah Kennedy, is from New Mexico. So I thought... Maybe her friends and family yeah. from back home would be tuning in. Uh, I also eloped to New Mexico. You did. And I loved it. I love New Mexico. So yeah. I want to feel that love in return. I'm, I'm going to email the, the lady that did my hair.
1: Oh, I thought <laughs> you were going to say like the governor. No,
2: no. I'm going to email New Mexico and see what's going on. No, I'm going to start with the, the lady who did my hair. And Perfect. really, she was one of the witnesses of a Aww. gay elopement. Yeah. Did you know elop- her? No. No, You were just like, do you want to witness a wedding? Yes. Uh, No. Uh, (laughs) She does all the the hair and makeup for the people who elope at this place. It's like a desert retreat. And I guess normally she leaves right after she does it. Mm -hmm. So the guy actually needed um, another witness because his wife couldn't do it that day. So he asked her if she would do it. And she was like, yay, I never actually get to see the wedding. So I would love to be the witness and hang out and everything. And she was really awesome. And uh, she had grown up in in Albuquerque, and I said, "Oh, I only know one person from Albuquerque. Her name's Sarah Kennedy." And she goes, "Oh, is she a comedian?"
1: I'm like, <laughs> she knew her. Yes,
3: yes,
2: yeah. That's Sarah great. Kennedy is famous in Albuquerque. Uh, <laughs> I mean, she's also known pretty yeah. well in New York. She does yeah, a yeah. lot of comedy, uh, but it, I I thought. That's funny. Yeah. Usually when you name the one person you know in yeah. Metropolitan In New Mexico. Area. Works. Uh yeah, works in New Mexico. Moving on, North Dakota. I wouldn't be surprised if there are no lesbians in North Dakota. No. That that because, you know, honestly isn't that where they're paying all those men to work the oil jobs yeah. and mm-hmm. it's become like super rapey? Like yeah, Pretty think, bad there. Yeah, there's there's nothing for lesbians yeah. there. Um, and then similarly, South Dakota. I don't know the difference. No, no, there is none. Which one is Mount Rushmore in?
1: Um. Oh, I don't know. The middle. <laughs> I, think north. I think north.
2: Really? I thought it's, it was south.
1: Oh, uh, let's. Uh, I think it's. I don't know. I think it's north. It I'm going to Google this one. right now. <laughs> Who knows? We have no listeners in Vermont.
2: We don't have any <laughs> listeners in Vermont. Fuck Bernie Sanders.
1: <laughs> you just wanted to say that. I did.
3: Wait, can can I say it to yeah. you? Yeah. Fuck Bernie Sanders. Yeah. yeah, <sighs> Aisha yeah.
1: probably... and I are very much over the hashtag Bernie 2020 people. No. In a way that's like...
3: <laughs> what is wrong with those people? Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. They're still out there.
3: It's unbelievable. I now mean,
1: I feel like... It's, <sighs> do you think it's more of the people... Do you feel like Bernie 2020 has like faded away a little bit? Or do you feel like it's it's now more the people the Bernie would have won people? Like are they fixating more on the 2016 or, or ahead? I'm sure they're kinda uh, the same I think in there's the same circle. Like,
3: there's like a Venn diagram of like <laughs> of like Bernie would have won mm-hmm. and like I don't know. Probably like men who hate women yeah. on the progressive left, but want yeah. to like an excuse to continue to do it, and right. that's the entirety of like Bernie twenty twenty. And it's
2: like basically a circle.
1: It's,
3: it's not just even a circle.
2: A <laughs> oh my god, it's so bad. I can't. Yeah, uh, I do want to say that I was right, and Mount Rushmore is in South Dakota. Oh, dang it. <laughs>
1: I totally thought it was North.
2: My I'm, Dakota's
1: knowledge has really slipped.
2: I am a uh, a little bit of a trivia buff. <laughs> I was on a game show on TV. Once. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then sometimes I forget about it until I'm like, oh, yeah, no. I know my trivia. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Uh, and then West Virginia. Who cares? I mean, Maybe the least whatever. surprising on the list. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know one person from West Virginia, and he was surprisingly normal.
1: Mm, that's cool. Yeah,
2: he was my boss. And so I was like- always, like, very surprised that he was from West Virginia. Yeah. But. All yeah, right.
1: Well, That was fun.
2: Yeah. uh, Hopefully that
1: list gets shorter and shorter until we have listeners in all fifty states.
2: Yeah. Oh we we also, um it's not a state, but we do have listeners in Washington DC. Yay. Yay. Okay, that counts. Yay. And but so far, you know, New York, most listeners Mm -hmm. thank you, New Yorkers voted for Hillary. Yeah. That's fine. (laughs) Oh man. I kind of want to dive back into the Bernie thing, but but I don't. I want to just get to our, our topic,
1: but... I think it'll relate at some point later on. Yeah, it'll
2: probably come into things. So, mm-hmm. uh, Aisha, thank you so much for coming here to talk about gay men. Uh, to jump into this, my first question is, what's a gay man and why is Kevin Spacey a bad example of one?
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> um, okay, so... Uh, A man is a another man. (laughs) Wait, no. A man (laughs) is is another man. man? I'm really glad that this is a panel of women discussing (laughs) like what men are. Um, What is (laughs) men? Which seems, like, really appropriate considering, like, whenever you look at, like, those panels of reproductive health, like, it's yeah. always, like, 27 white dudes and, like, maybe one woman sitting at the end. Yeah. Um. So I feel like this is, like, a good way of, like, reclaiming our time. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. But, uh, yeah, so gay man, a man who loves other men, mm-hmm. um, and I think that I'm so upset about this Kevin Spacey thing. It mm-hmm. makes me so angry on so many levels. And w- Were you a fan of his? I was, and I really liked House of Cards. Yeah. And like I thought he played a creep really well, and it turns mm. out there's like a reason for that. And now it's like I can enjoy that right. really creepy character.
1: I can still enjoy House of Cards because Robin Wright.
3: But yeah. mm-hmm.
1: other than that, I really... Looking back at that show, and I I'm not caught up on the show. I didn't watch the the, the previous like the most current season, um, but there are some parallels in his character even in that show. Like this, the sort of like how they sort of dip their toes into his like bisexuality with mm-hmm. that secret service agent, and his general like the Frank Underwood like power. You know his his obsession with power and his control over everyone around him. And then it's like, ugh, like. Art kind of imitated life in that way, I guess, for him. But yeah, um, I as of today, I haven't read anything brand new about the situation. I think they might be waiting on like for Monday for more of kind of a news dump of like all the allegations about all these men, including like Dustin Hoffman and whatever. But anyway,
2: well, ha- have you heard about the um, the ones besides Anthony Rapp? Yeah, oh, yeah. Maybe. There's like yeah. I think
1: there's like five or six now. Like yeah. the list, it's only the list is only going to get longer. Like yeah. there's no way this is. There's no way this behavior was limited a to like the 1980s, and b to men who were, because I, mean, I think most of the people forward at this point were of age when mm-hmm. it occurred. I think there are two that, including Anthony Rapp, that were like 14 or so. Yeah, which is just, ugh, I don't know. I think um, one he
2: met when he was 12.
1: Oh yeah, I know. Oh yes, that I remember that one. Um, yeah. the guy from BuzzFeed, uh, what's his name? Adam Vary, I think, is the writer that is like kind of the one who keeps breaking all these stories, but he said it best when he said, Kevin Spacey's figured out a way to weaponize the closet, Ugh. which is like a really depressing sentence to read. <laughs> but that's kind of what happened. I mm. mean, he was able to take his wealth and his privilege and really his his status in the theater or his status in movies, you know, depending on what point in your career you're talking about, and leverage the closet and the fact that he knew his, that most of his victims were either young and questioning their sexuality or not so young, but definitely in the closet, like that military advisor on the set of outbreak who wasn't out at the time. So he couldn't say anything, you know, it's just mm-hmm. like, ugh, it all sucks.
2: Angel, how did you feel about his statement? I mean, I think
3: I know, but. <laughs> uh, um, you know, it was so frustrating because like, I think what Sarah's saying, mm-hmm. you know, I've never thought there was a bad way to come out. And mm-hmm. then it was like, nope, there it is. That's mm-hmm. that's how this could happen. Yeah. Um, but something I've been thinking about a lot recently is how uh there's there was like this really reductive meme that was going around <laughs> that was like, um, you know, everybody's immediately believing Kevin Spacey's uh like victims. Um, And there's no question of, like, what they were wearing or Mm -hmm. what they were, you know, Mm -hmm. doing or if they deserved it or whatever. Um, And it's, like, that's true. And I understand the point is that, like, we are more willing to believe men. But I think it also maybe to go a little bit into the topic we're talking about today is, like, There's this way that we're still willing to believe that gay men are pedophiles. Mm -hmm. So it's like Mm. there's like this other layer of like the instant belief of the men that were coming forward. Mm -hmm. And like obviously I believe all victims like that's just the way it should be. Um, But I'm also like thinking a lot about how people are – like, immediately using the words, like, pedophile and attempted rapist, which mm-hmm. we should be using with men who take advantage of of children mm-hmm. um, and people who take advantage of children. But if you look in the news and you see, like, you know, a guy assaulting, like, an 11-year-old, like, we definitely go into this way where we don't, like, call them a pedophile. Mm-hmm. You know, we say, like, an underage victim. and mm-hmm. I or when know. you talk about, like, Woody Allen and the mm-hmm. –
1: and it, throughout the course of his oh for sure entire life and career we've got decades of like of kind of chatter about the things that he was the, you know the women that he would go for and like the his that whole thing with his current wife and she, he knew her when she was a child all that but no one but yeah you're right like we did kind of immediately as far as like the media and everything condemn kevin spacey and believe his victims and it's like the difference between them and maybe even some of the Weinstein women coming forward is like, they're like, well, let's look at the other circumstances. And i and maybe I'm just, I'll just focus for that, for this argument on the one, on the spaces victims who were above the age of 18 at the time. But like, I don't hear a word about anyone questioning the character of his victims, anyone questioning what, what the circumstances were at the time mm-hmm. talking about how there was alcohol involved. Like those are all things that get, just dumped on women who come forward about anything, you know, and it's, it is, it's, it's interesting to look at and kind of examine the differences between the stories. Um, but yeah, what a bad way to come out. And thanks for nothing, Kevin Spacey. And you're not invited to any of the parties. You're not in the club. Your, your application has been denied. No.
2: I also didn't like when he said, I choose to live as a gay man. now." Yeah. Thank you for that. How cool of you to, to make that choice. Yeah. Has nothing to do. So now all of
1: our like email forwarding relatives are like, see, it is a choice. Like yeah. it just it does it did nothing but just like spray lighter fluid on the fire for people who already believe that it's something that we just consciously are like, you know, a, a decision that we're making. And not to mention the people who equate pedophilia with homosexuality.
2: Yeah, and and he also kind of had a a chunk of it where he kind of protected himself almost from future allegations, being like, I know that. Uh, because of rumors I've heard or things like that, that more stuff might come out, or I don't know. But but like, positioned it like, mm-hmm. oh, there'll be there might be stuff that comes out, but it's not true, or it's just yeah. rumors mm-hmm. or something. I don't like
1: like no, dude, you're man. just going through your mental category of all the stupid shit you've done, and yeah. you know what's gonna happen. Ugh, I don't know. I just like I already I don't know. Like I already kind of have such an issue with some of the ways that gay men, like their particular brand of like misogyny is different and is mm-hmm. never quite examined or called out. And not that not that he's done anything obviously he hasn't done anything to or with women, but it's still just kind of an example of like the way that men kind of even even gay men can like rise above like their their privilege can still protect them in ways that like that women like will never ever get like he'll. I'm I firmly believe that Kevin Spacey will still get work. I think we're gonna collectively forget about this, and I think he'll be fine, and I think Harvey Weinstein's gonna be fine too. I just I really believe that that's what's gonna happen. I, I think that wealth and privilege are too powerful. I, maybe not Weinstein. I don't know. Yeah,
2: I, I think Weinstein, Weinstein's pretty much. I think he's the Cosby of yeah the, uh, of this latest movement where. Yeah. Um, but you know, even Cosby after like thirty, it allegations was still going yeah. on tour and, and he still gets he's, he's not too. in jail
3: yeah he is not in jail how <laughs> yeah. is that he's possible never going to go to jail
2: yeah he's not in jail uh he was i mean i think netflix or i forgot who for a while until people were like no stop it we're still gonna put mm-hmm. out a show with him uh harvey weinstein i i think he might be over with but i think kevin spacey will be another mel gibson where yeah. they, where they forgive? It after might take a while. little more time. Yeah, mm. but like, yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, look at Mel. G- Mel Gibson has a movie coming out like right now. He
2: does. Yeah, I saw a preview for the movie. I was like, why is Mel Gibson in this? Do yeah, he not remember. Why is he doing anything? Like the the stuff he has said and blames it all on you know alcoholism. I know we're kind of getting off topic yeah. from gay men. We're just talking about well, men being terrible in general, and some of them happen to be gay. But um. some, but the ones that are
1: gay, I mean, even you even see it like in. I'm sure all of us can think of like an example in our personal lives of interacting with a gay man who because they they are a part of this marginalized community they sort of hide behind that in a way that absolves them of any like consequences for mm-hmm. some of the mean shit that they say to women. You know what I mean? Like, sure, for calling women names or for uh, saying things that ha- would it come out of a straight man's mouth would, would be just bald face misogyny like awful awful things. And they're like, well, I'm just a bitch. No, no, no. no, you're just a terrible person. Like, you still have to be a good person. Yeah. Even if you're a gay person.
2: That That is something I experienced at my last job. I worked with a gay man who was very misogynistic. And he would do all these things at work that were so inappropriate. And had a straight man done any of them would have probably been let go mm-hmm. or taken a task or something. But it was like, oh, that's just him. You know, he's just kidding, yeah. blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, 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 no. Just because he's gay doesn't mean I want to hear about the very explicit details of his sex life, mm-hmm. you know, uninvited. I don't want to hear about him, um, you know, walking around his apartment jerking off in the morning. And mm-hmm. like, why, why should I know that? Why should I know that? Uh, and he was sort of my my superior. So I'm like, this is so uncomfortable for me to have this, uh, this information. And then he was so sexist all the time. Like one time he bought, um, (laughs) this sounds, you're going to be like, where do you work, Carolyn? Uh, (laughs) He bought Barbies and Legos as like prizes for a meeting. And the girls got Barbies and the boys got Legos. And I was furious and everyone was like, oh, like it's not a big deal. If you want the Lego, Carolyn, you can get the Lego. I'm like, that is not the point. Yeah. <laughs> that is not the point. That's bizarre.
1: Yeah.
3: It's, Ew. Like the problem uh, here is not me not getting the toy I wanted.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not an eight-year-old at McDonald's. Yeah. That's not what this is. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah. I just, I think that there's a particular type of misogyny that I've, that I've experienced and that I've seen from particularly from gay men that needs to be called out more and is not like they're kind of this group of people who literally just are never called out for their bullshit because men don't want to call it out because men just don't want to call anything out. And if they did, maybe I would imagine maybe straight men are afraid of being accused of like, Oh, you're just, you're picking on him because he's gay or whatever. So they just don't say anything. Women don't call it out because they don't, especially straight women. I feel don't see it as, for you know they don't take it for what it is which is misogyny and bullshit but it's like oh it's just steven like that it's yeah. not
2: it's not cute i'm going to back I'm up and it. say that straight men don't call it out cuz they never call out people Anything. being uh misogynistic <laughs> mm-hmm. or not never but very very rarely so whether right. it comes from another gay or another straight man they're not going to be like yeah. wait a minute maybe you shouldn't be fat shaming every woman in your office yeah. <laughs> you know <laughs>
3: So I was uh, I was looking into the history mm-hmm. because I wanted to come prepared. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm in grad school. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I was looking at the Gay Liberation Front in mm-hmm. the 70s in the UK, right? And they're the ones that got together the first gay pride. Um, and if you look at it, it was started like 1970 and it was gays and lesbians aligned, right? By 71, lesbians were gone. Like they had left the group and it was because mostly – it was completely taken over and run by the gay men in the room who would then like attach on like a women's issue at the end of like every discussion and women Mm -hmm. weren't like given the, the space or the time. And like, I mean, basically we're still just being treated like women in like a male dominated group. So you saw like women's break, like women's (laughs) lesbians (laughs) break away and like start forming their own groups. And so, There's, like, ways that we see alliances between gays and lesbians, like, during the AIDS epidemic, right? Mm -hmm. Like, we showed up. Like, we came to ACT UP. We, like, did a lot of, like, the rallying calls. You Mm -hmm. know, we did a lot of stuff around marriage equality. But I was also stopping to think, and this is, like, throwing the timeline off, but I was like, you know, where were gay men at, like, Seneca Falls, you know? Mm -hmm. It's like if you actually want to, like, support, like, women's rights or lesbians in your group and you want to, like, show up for oppression and recognize that all of our oppressions are tied and whatever, like, where were you? Mm And I didn't have to be out. I know it was illegal, but (laughs) I could have
2: showed up. yeah.
3: Yeah, it, it's interesting because it's like
2: society puts gay men and gay women in the in the same bucket. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like, oh, you guys are gay. If it was a, I don't know, a lunchroom or something, like yeah. all the gays would have to sit together, We'd be at the same table, and be at the same table, but maybe not talk to each other. Uh, yeah, and it, it, it's that kind of you know being this sexual minority that brings us together and makes us feel like we should be able to to get along but then once we're kind of in the sandbox together we realize our our differences yeah. are really pulled apart because you know we don't have those relationships with men and they don't have those relationships with with women and just also very i mean it it's stereotypical but interests are usually mm-hmm. very different very different personality types um maybe not personality types yeah. but, but you know what i'm saying i, yeah. I don't know it's it, it's weird that we're it's like we're supposed to yeah. be together but then
1: but we but we're We're like we're just sort of at odds like in so many ways with each other even though we shouldn't be but we shouldn't be right but i don't but i i feel like it's hard for it's hard it's hard to explain and to like elicit empathy from men in general Yeah, when it comes to like their privilege or at least acknowledging that women have it a little bit differently societally than, than they do. But getting a gay man to, I've, I've, I've had so much experience with gay men who will not recognize their male privilege simply because they are, they are oppressed in one way and they just w- refuse to accept that their male privilege could possibly like extend into their sexuality you know a little mm-hmm. bit more like and to to understand that male privilege is still a factor in the way that they get through the world you know
2: and and even though i think that gay men definitely have it harder than gay women mm-hmm. in society i
3: don't agree you i don't? heard no i heard, yeah go ahead though. Okay, <laughs>
2: well I, I i think i think they have it harder just because of um it's it's more socially acceptable, I think still for women to, because it, it's it been, um, sexualized so much and right. it, it's somehow less threatening to have two women because men like never accept that it's more than a phase or, um, or anything that's not just there for their own consumption and right. enjoyment. So it's kind of like put over to the side, but then Men, the the culture of masculinity is so prevalent that to go against that, I've I, I just always feel like more more men are closeted or they get yeah. bullied more or uh, they they have a harder time. Yet, male privilege is so strong yeah. <laughs> that they still <laughs> have an easier time. Like you know, if you how many um, gay man CEOs are there compared to Lesbian CEOs. Or oh, even right. just women in
3: general. Right. Or, yeah, right. yeah.
2: Even just women in general. You, you know, gay men are still able to be big producers in, in mm-hmm. Hollywood or in the music industry, like Dave Geffen. And then yeah. you have um, Brian Singer. And what, what's his name from um, American Horror Story and all those shows? Oh, Ryan Murphy. Yeah. Ryan yeah.
1: Murphy. Um, I can't think of one like lesbian media mogul aside from Ellen. Mm-hmm. And she's not a a director or a producer. Like she's more obviously in her own brand and her own show and everything. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, how do you how do you feel about the whole gay men have it harder than like what's your what's your take on that?
3: So I think a lot of the ways that. Um, gay men um, experience homophobia and a lot of the mm-hmm. roots of homophobia against gay men is, like, rooted in misogyny and, like, hatred of women, right? So, like, the things that that really trouble straight men about, like, gay men or even about their own sexuality whenever they're like, ooh, maybe I didn't hate that as much as I thought I did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, is like it makes them – you know, closer to being a woman, like, and they know how they think about and treat women. So the, the idea that they could be, you know, a bottom or like, Mm -hmm. you know, the, the way, I don't know, just like some of the ways that we, like, uh, you know, that movie that came out that was like, do I sound gay? And it was like... At the end he was like, oh, people hate like gay voice because it's like replicating like style patterns of like a generalized like female voice Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. like a valley girl or the way women talk. And so it's like when you take that and then you also add the male privilege of like finances and and the ways that you're able to – punched down as a yeah. gay man. <laughs> like, yeah. I just think that, I don't know, like lesbians and like trans people, like definitely end up like a lot worse off than, yeah. than gay men. Mm-hmm. Though I would agree that it's a much harder for a man to, uh, you know, say, Hey, I'm bi. But yeah. That also comes back to like, what's acceptable to the straight male gaze.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. Cause that's ultimately what, what determines, you know, the male gaze is such a powerful thing. And that, it it kind of, it forces people to kind of stay in a box. I, I do think it's harder for, it's way harder for men to explore their sexuality and then kind of live like, it's harder for men to explore with the same sex and then ultimately just decide that they're more attracted to, to the opposite sex than it is for women to do that. Like women mm-hmm. do that and everyone calls it like college exploration or whatever. But if men do that, then they can sometimes be like really rejected by straight women who, Mm -hmm. you know, forever. Like once a straight woman learns that a man has explored with another man, it's like, Oh, well then no, like he's gay in their mind. But a woman who's explored with a a woman and, you know, tells this to a male partner, he's like, yeah, you know, like it's such a stupid thing, but, and it doesn't, I'm not excusing anything. I'm not saying that they have it like harder overall in that way, but it is interesting to think about. And it's true. Like, now that you say that, like yes, it is kind of rooted in in, in uh, misogyny because femininity is such a, a terrible thing for guys. Like, yeah. I watched the movie Sandlot recently, and where the part where the boy goes, "You play ball like a girl," is like the ultimate insult for these boys. Like, doing anything like a girl is such an awful thing, and that is kind of where homophobia comes from in a lot of ways for like towards men. Yeah. Um yeah and I guess I'd never really thought of that through those through that lens, but there's just like a certain type of hatred that i've I've witnessed and experienced and seen from gay men that to me it's different than like there's like the the man hating lesbian stereotype mm-hmm. that I definitely fall into but, <laughs> <laughs> but the, not like i mean I don't know. It's it's always one of those things that I say, like, with an asterisk, but I've met gay men who literally just hate women, mm-hmm. like, and won't even, and make no qualms about it, and will not, and will say that yeah. outright, and experience no social rejection from women. Yeah. Whereas if I just shouted, I hate men all day, men would be like, well, fuck you. Like, you know what I mean? And you'd be banned from Facebook. Right. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Seriously, if I say men are trash, I get an email from Twitter or whatever. Yeah. But.
3: Not all men.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag not all men. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like it's something that isn't discussed often enough. And I think that there's really shitty behavior that is dismissed or forgiven by women, particularly straight women, when it comes to gay men that would not work the other way around. I don't know. I just think it's bizarre. And I think that it's like, it's interesting to see how this whole like the spacey thing has kind of brought that out a little bit and like, I just can't get over the fact that he chose to lump in his coming out with. Oh, my God. <laughs> I literally... I will never ever... I hope that's en- etched on his grave. Like, I really hope that follows him forever.
3: Like, I will never forgive him for that. <sighs> no, never. You
2: know, for, for me, I always used to be more friends or have more gay male friends than I did female friends for a very long time. Mm-hmm. The first person
1: I ever came out to was a gay man. Mm-hmm. And he, at the time, was like my best friend. and But then this this really weird like toxicity kind of developed later on in our relationship where he he had a way of sort of collecting women as his little like kind of his just little tag along like playthings in a way like fruit flies. Yeah, like yeah. his little fruit flies that oh would God. just like hover in his orbit. And I think the fact that I was a lesbian and getting more comfortable with myself over the years and not really dealing with his shit anymore was kind of the end of our friendship. But he always and probably I mean I haven't talked to him in years but he probably still has this like little rotation he had like a rotation of these straight women who would just put up with his like verbal abuse and his like his garbage behavior and a lot of this is just that he's a shit person but there is a lot of that that kind of ties back to his sexuality and the things that gay men get away with saying and doing to to women in kind of this like under this guise and this protection of their sexuality and I hate like Saying that they're protected by it because I feel like that's that's clearly not something that protects them or us or anyone you know in under normal circumstances. But I really think that it's time for sexuality to stop protecting, particularly cisgender gay men from their bullshit. Like I'm just over it. I'm absolutely Mm -hmm. over it. The two gay male friends that I have that are probably listening know that I believe that they're the exception, but (laughs) because I do, I really do have a couple of friends who are amazing in that in in. You know, and don't really fall into things we've been talking about. But overall, I just really think there's a problem. And I think it needs to be talked about in the LGBT community and resolved and called out more often.
3: I mean, I think this is, like, a really great example of, like, how intersecting identities, like, affect your privilege and what Mm -hmm. people do when they feel disempowered. So... You know, a white cis guy who happens to be gay, right, is always, like, recognizing that maybe there's this little twin Jehovah that's, like, holding them back, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, one way to, like, reassert power is to punch down yeah. is to make sure, like, mm-hmm. well, I'm still better than all the women in the room. You know, I'm yeah. still, like, I still have that power. And I think that that's where a lot of that comes from. And I don't know, I have really close gay guy friends, but I find that the only gay guys that I end up being very close friends with are the ones that have, like, faced their misogyny and faced their own, like, internalized, uh, you know, societal hatred of women Mm -hmm. because that's how we're socialized. Like, this society is socialized to hate women and I think, uh, you know, maybe the difference between, like, lesbians and straight women (laughs) 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 besides a number of things Um, (laughs) – Specifically when it comes to gay men uh, is the fact that like we've had to, you know, find like find our way in like loving women and Mm -hmm. like loving the culture of women and like doing the work of like erasing what society has like given us and told us about women. Mm -hmm. And so we are not there for Mm -hmm. (laughs) our gay brothers if they're going to like – I know I'm not supposed to curse – if they are not going to be there for us. (laughs) I already yeah. said fuck Bernie, yeah, so... That's oh, true. yeah,
1: I forgot I to fuck Bernie part. up top. <laughs> That
0: just seemed like okay, Just to reiterate,
1: though, though fuck Bernie.
0: <laughs> Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Shopify.com slash realm.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, it's like, I, I just think one of these, the beautiful things about being a gay woman, is, and I've said this before, and I will say it every single day as long as I live, is that I have no personal stake in what men think about me, mm-hmm. any of them. And it's, it's opened doors for me that I really think that otherwise would not have been opened at all in mm-hmm. my whole life. In, in every in almost every facet of my life, um, and I think the difference, though, in say in me saying that and a gay man saying the best thing about my life is that I have no personal stake in what women think of me, is that there is that punching up and punching down thing that's mm-hmm. important to remember. And like mm-hmm. it's like it, when in writing sketch comedy, like you need to punch up for it to be funny and not shitty and problematic, but.
2: That's why there's no conservative Daily Show or anything yeah. like that. Like that's why most comedy is liberal because conservatives literally do not know how to joke without punching down. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: there is no way to do it. And for and so when gay men say things like "Oh, I hate women," they're they're punching down because they still have a higher societal standing than we do mm-hmm. in so many ways. Um, but and there's also this big difference of like you said earlier, like showing up for causes, showing up for. All of us, and gay women over the course of, you know, at least you could just say even since, like, Stonewall have been the ones at the marches, the ones doing the work, the ones, you know, creating all this, like, sort of academic kind of approach to gay rights and everything, and gay men have benefited from that, yet still have absolutely no... Like respect or no, like no empathy certainly for women's rights or for gay women or for trans women or or you know anyone else but themselves. It's a very it's a very self centered approach to activism, I guess, because they do only kind of care about their own their own thing, and even then they don't show up to do anything about it. I don't know. It's it's a, that's those are very general broad brushstroke terms, but.
3: Well, if you look at any movement, right, like that's kind of been the history Mm -hmm. of like civil rights movements has been women in general showing up for the overall cause Mm -hmm. and men not showing up for the gendered portion of it. Right. So I think that like that is – I think when we're talking about gay men, right, we have to remember that we are just talking about men in some Mm -hmm. ways. So for instance, like, you know, we talk a lot about how lesbian bars are closing and, you know, we tend to blame like lesbians for that or only look at like one angle – Um, But another way to look at it is a lot of times lesbians are the first ones in the neighborhoods that, like, create, like, gay neighborhoods, right? Like Chelsea or, like, Park Slope. And then we open our bars and then gay men move in. And now you've got to compete against two men who are making their salary and maybe, Mm -hmm. like, two women who are, like, making their salary. And lesbians get gentrified out of the neighborhoods that, you know, they really helped to create. And then, like, when you don't live next door to your bar, you have to travel an hour to get to the only lesbian bar. You start to lose your clientele. And then when gay men don't, like, respect those spaces or, you know, patronize those spaces then like we start to lose them more and more and i think that's just like another way that it's like you know we say like why are women in gay bars and it's like because we have to be yeah (laughs) because you didn't help us keep our bars open you didn't help us keep our homes because you haven't shown up in like the fight for like equal pay
2: yeah Mm -hmm. definitely i i think a little bit of that is why people like – I don't even know how to say his name because I've never really listened to him <laughs> talk. Is it Milo? My- yes. oh, my God. It's you know, Milo, Milo y- Yiannopoulos, Yiannopoulos, Yiannopoulos or something? Yiannopoulos. I don't know. Yeah, but, Girl, you know, the, the one who – he writes articles like birth control make women, like, crazy, fat,
3: and ugly. Yeah. And that – Oh, he had something about, like, lesbians, like, like – he said something really hard about lesbians and then how we're always just, like, hanging on to the, like, finely embroidered coattails of, like, the men's movements. Oh, oh Jesus. Jesus. Like, yeah. <laughs> he,
2: he's the he's worst. And, and, you know, and I, I do think it's apart from from him being gay, but that, that gay misogyny does play a part in it. But he's mm-hmm. also uh, very much this, like, self-hating, so much internalized... Yeah. Homophobia that he has to go out and, you know, think that if he spews enough of this uh, false bullshit, then um, the w- straight white men will accept him and not put him in the camps. Yeah, that's where yeah. things <laughs> lead to. And and I was just reading, I looked it up right now that he was dropped from his op ed deal with the Daily Caller, which is the Daily Caller one of those white supremacists? I think, so well. I, I think it is. I don't know it's that it's like,
1: like Stormfront, but yeah. I think it's okay.
2: adjacent. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and he he wrote a column, was fired right after it, um, but it was about Kevin Spacey, and then he was writing things like that, um, claiming without evidence that straight people in America are more likely to be fired for their sexuality than LGBT Americans. Yeah, Come
1: on. He will do anything Just to assimilate like, to like straightness and to keep that. Although, I mean, but I guess that in that sort of like right wing troll world, that's kind of what you have to do, I suppose, to keep your brand alive or whatever the hell it is he's trying to do. But those are things that honestly, oh, like God. calling women like fat and ugly or whatever, that's the shit. That's the shit that gay men get away with saying in real time, like, like yeah, they celebrity say culture. These yes, yeah. like Perez Hilton and like, you know, I don't think Billy Eichner would be if. Imagine if Billy Eckner were straight and his show where he's basically street harassing people and everyone thinks it's so funny would be like, I just think it wouldn't he, be as funny. If it he would not be as funny, but that's the yeah. thing. It's like, but he still, he actually blocked me on Twitter, which I'm very proud of. Aww. Billy Ackner blocked me on Twitter like two years ago because I called out oh, his dumbass show this. for what it is. Cause he had this, he was there, he was doing a promo for Billy on the street and it was one of those things that just kept playing and it was a clip of him Basically, harassing this woman, and she was a, a, not a conventionally attractive woman, she was overweight. And she was it worth less like, if she was a squirter? No, okay. I'm sure so, oh. that's, that's another thing that about. Straight yeah. men
2: can't go up to women, right? <laughs> if
1: yeah, and he was like chasing her down with his microphone or whatever. And she kind of turned around and just said, like, she said no or something, and she kept walking. And he just, like, made some noise after her. And that was, like, the 10-second promo for his show. Yeah. And I and I, I, I think I retweeted it, and I said something like, so you're basically – I don't remember what I said. I basically called out his show for not being funny and a in a glorified form of street harassment, and then he blocked me. Yeah. Which I was like, oh, so you can't take criticism, and your show sucks. <laughs> and I hate you, Billy Eichner. I want to be on record saying that.
2: Oh,
1: man. I don't care if it loses me a job. I absolutely cannot stand Billy Eichner for that – Just for that particular show, because I really think it's just, he, a lot of it, if you actually look at it, is just him going for and punching down on people, usually women, who, just to like look stupid on his show. I just think if he was a straight man, he'd be no better than like, like Tucker Max or the Barstool Sports guy or like any of these other losers who made a career off of just making people feel
2: shitty. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Mm Mm-hmm. I, I'm still distracted, I'm sorry, by this article. I, wait, is it Milo or Milo? I think well, it's I Milo. Milo. I don't want to say it right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's so What's the correct way
1: so I can still say it wrong?
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, it, And it's weird that he's commenting on the Kevin Spacey thing, because I thought there were like, – Weren't there allegations for for him with some, yes, pe- yeah, mm-hmm. underage?
1: Uh, I don't know. I'm sure they got swept under the rug somehow. Behavior.
2: So um, he said, "Once upon a time, a teacher might be fired for being gay. These days, you're more likely to be fired for being straight." He what? So, then he says, "Women's basketball is 98% lesbian," per Stanford player Candace Wiggins. So, um. So he's like,
1: that's like an actual thing he's passing off as statistical truth because someone someone else said it? Oh,
2: and then he said the locker room stench must be ungodly enough on its own. Uh, Oh. Yeah, but that's... I hate him. But that's the thing is that,
1: like, he's obviously a troll, yes. But Mm, again, you have not said anything so far that I don't think I would hear out of, like, your average white straight says or i'm sorry white says gender gay man yeah so in that's why i was reading
2: because i feel like this is like brunch like, talk those kind guys. of like, comments yeah. yeah would be
3: you know riffing yeah. about how bad vaginas smell right yeah like, fish, which they smell like that's, like that's like always the insult right like yeah. if like women walk into gay bar it's like fish right yeah. like we're always and it's like why are we why are we saying fish guys like yeah come on come what on. is your yeah.
1: problem but the, I don't know. I just think it needs to be it needs to be called out more often and and loudly. And it's not because there. Are, I think that you can sort of hide behind your oppression in one way to shield you from others, which is, was sort of mirrored, I guess, in the Kevin Spacey thing. Um, but it's okay to tell a gay man that he's being an asshole mm-hmm. and not and not and it not be really about his sexual and not be. Like well, that's well. You're just being a bigot. No, no, you're just you're terrible. Like, stop being fucking terrible. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know. It's just I've always felt that there's this like shield that gay men sort of hide behind in their shitty treatment of women that has to come down It has right. to stop.
3: Well, even just one. Uh, I was talking to one of my friends about the topic of this show, and she was like, she's a a bi woman, and mm-hmm. she's like, I can't tell you the number of times a gay man has gotten drunk and like grabbed my tits, yeah. and it's like. That's real. Like, that yeah. happens. There's a way that, like, gay men, um, like, get away with, like, kind of assaulting you, like, yeah. verbally and physically. And we're just like, no, it's fine. Yeah. That's interesting, though,
2: too, because I've heard many gay men complain about uh, straight women yeah. grabbing them and treating them. I mean, that that's another – we're going to have to have a, a straight woman episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, straight women – uh grabbing at men like they're just like an object that's mm-hmm. there for, for their fun and their own, you know mm-hmm. whatever, but they're constantly like putting their hands on them and like grabbing their butts and touching their chests and yeah. invading invading their space. But then it I have also seen it go this other way where gay men
3: are yeah, yeah. touching women's boobs mm-hmm. and like, oh it's okay, I'm gay like, type it's thing. It's really not okay. No. Yeah. I think that this is also a time to talk about, like, intersectionality, Mm -hmm. right? Like, feminism, we've had to do a lot of work to, like, um, reconceptualize, like, how we practice our feminism, like, specifically as, like, white feminists, right? Mm -hmm. Like, confronting, like, uh, the racism that has, like, existed in in feminist movements. And I think that, you know, the future of gay rights um, and the future of, like, LGBT rights really has to be centered in, like – Similar intersectional conversations, mm-hmm. right? Like, how do we acknowledge that? Like, yes, you do experience oppression, like as a gay man, but you also contribute to the oppression of the women around you. Mm-hmm. Like, you can you can experience privilege and oppression at the same time. Yeah, it's like, magic. Be, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Can have both. Yeah,
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it's gonna be it's gonna be a matter of like having. Important conversations with gay men and like I don't I don't want anyone listening to this to think that I that I'm not like here for the overall cause. Like, yes, we are all subject to the same really the same like legal bullshit that we're dealing with. Mm-hmm. I mean all of LGBT rights are sort of lumped in as far as constitutional rights go and everything. And I just need I need you guys to just be a little better about women. <laughs> like that's all we need. Like, just stop. You're well, it, still, you're not you're not helping.
2: And there are enough gay men who I think do show up mm-hmm. and and yeah. do help. And uh, a lot of my guy friends come to mind, but they're not hanging out with the problematic one. Like, right? They've kind of also recognized that that this kind of gay man is is toxic and yeah. not and says things that that I don't agree with, and it's exhausting to be around them. So I'm not gonna be there and and educate and call them out or anything because i don't want to deal with them as much as lesbians don't right. want to deal with them yeah i
1: mean i think i don't know just as much as we need like we need just we need straight men to stand up for women when it counts or you know when it, like, to their friends and family and everything i think it's also important for gay men to kind of like Stand up to their to their groups to their gay guys, to their yeah. friends that they they don't maybe see as much anymore because they don't like the things. But you need to, they need to call it out. And they need to say yeah. like, "This is bald faced misogyny." The things that you're saying and why it's not okay because we're gay. Like, yeah, it's just not. Yeah. Ugh, I'm exhausted. I'm just exhausted. Where, it's like where I, do we- you <sighs> think
2: where do you think our commonalities are?
3: Um, that's a tough one. I oh. mean. I mean I think we we all suffer right yeah. when we when the patriarchy wins right and that's inclusive of gay men yep. like and I think even just men in general like I'm definitely not someone who has a lot of empathy for men ever. Yep. Um,
1: <laughs> That's what I like the most about you.
3: Thank you. Um, but I do think uh, that, you know, like the, the gender roles, right? Like men not being able to like be emotional mm-hmm. or being able to cry or being able to like embrace like other sides of themselves or other interests or like how quickly we don't let you know, young boys like wear pink Mm because God forbid someone think that they're a little girl, you know? And like all of this kind of lends itself to like, we're all being oppressed by this thing that you think is like holding you up. And Mm -hmm. we need you to like acknowledge that this is actually something that's bad for everyone. And Mm -hmm. I think that like some of my like gay male, like best friends are some of these, these men that have like pushed aside some of these gender roles. Like they don't, you know, they don't do the no fats, no femmes you know, whatever, mm-hmm. garbage. They've, like, you know, I guess decolonized their mind. They, you know, embrace the fact that they're an emotional male. They embrace, like, the women in their lives for, you know, being challenging and being smart. And and I think that when we all do that work and we all try to meet each other in the middle, like, that's mm-hmm. kind of, like, the best of, of you know, gay and, like, lesbian relationships. Mm-hmm.
2: it It is an interesting thing that many – or a, a certain uh, sect of gay men, they hold up these women as like the idols in their lives So okay. Judy Garland and Beth Midler, yeah. yeah, Eliza Minnelli, Beth Midler, um, Carol Channing. Cher. Well, maybe that's just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, Madonna, Gaga, yeah. and the, these Beyonce. women's are yeah. yeah, are are queens and they're sacred to them, and they you know yes. uh, yeah 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 the yass thing <laughs> and Yas culture yeah and then also probably the the women in their lives have been the ones who are probably like most uh sympathetic to their struggles yeah yet misogyny still still reigns right
1: it's like don't don't lean on women emotionally for everything and for you know the support that you need for being who you are and then turn around and just kind of shit on us and call us fat. Like it's just, it's, yeah. it's a very simple thing if you think about it. Yeah. It's just the shit that they get away with saying is infuriating because it's the kind of thing that would be like an immediate, that would elicit an immediate reaction if it were a straight man doing it.
3: Mm-hmm. What do you guys think about drag culture? Um, I don't know
2: enough about it. Honestly, um, it's been in the back of my mind this whole time thinking because yeah. I, I used to go to a lot of drag shows when I lived in Atlanta, they had great drag shows. And because I, I do like the, I, I love the, the performance. I love, um, I, I was telling Sarah before the show. I felt like I was a gay man that turned into a lesbian. Just in terms of, um, you know, my my whole life, I've like idolized Madonna. Mm-hmm. I loved Broadway. Yeah. You know, and I I do love like the same kind of gay icons that that they love. And I was always like, oh, I have so much more in common with, with gay men. Until I got older, and then I was like, nah, I'm a lesbian. Yeah. I'm a dyke. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um so so yeah i would go to a lot of these shows but i would find it very problematic uh, especially the hosts of these drag shows Ugh. are so mean and it's also just like yeah. this mean mean humor and a lot of just shitting on women yeah. lesbians always the butt of the joke uh, and All I think that's way. why I subconsciously don't go to drag shows. Yeah. Like
1: I, I think I'm like, oh no, because one of them just gonna call me out for being some big dyke in the audience or whatever.
2: But then, and then I also really dislike when women perform drag, um, specifically as drag kings. So I would be uh, at this lesbian bar I used to go to in Atlanta, and then we'd be like, oh no. It's drag king night. <laughs> Get out! Like we're leaving. We're finding yeah. another place. And <laughs> why? What was what was wrong with that? You her? know, one, I don't find it as entertaining. But two, it's like oh, women acting like men. <laughs> Blah. Like, yeah, like no, I don't, I don't want. I'm
1: trying I don't, to avoid men. <laughs> yeah,
2: and I, I don't know. I don't know uh, what it was, but for some reason, I did not enjoy it as much. And then I actually would have. Been asked to um, host a burlesque show as a in, in drag, so I did Ooh. it. But the whole time I was struggling because I'm like, I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to be a dude without just being shitty and <laughs> yeah. mean. It's like there there are two ways you can go about being a drag king, mm-hmm. and it's either like embracing this like macho, Ugh. you know, yeah. uh, just. Throw stereotypes of dudes and just being like a real dick or being charming, and I can't be charming. <laughs> I can't. And, and some women do it really well; they can be yeah. such such a charming boy, but yeah. I I can't. So I I don't know. It yeah. was I struggled with it, but yeah. the the um, misogyny and in, in drag culture, um, like I I I like I like. Some of it, but then some right. of it. I mean, I don't like the misogyny, but I, right. but but I like a lot of the aspects um, about drag culture and um, the the outlet that it provides for people, and yeah. that it is kind of this cool. Crazy thing that's existed for for so long, and yeah. um, I also love Halloween. So maybe that's part of it. It's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I wish I could dress up every week and <laughs> lip sync to my favorite yeah. people. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Aisha, <laughs> <laughs> please tell me your thoughts
3: because I'm sure they're more like nuanced and better articulated. No, I don't than what know. I just out. No, I mean, I've been I've been actually really struggling with it because <clears throat> um, you know I feel the same way. I love that. I love the performance of it. I love challenging gender norms. Yes. I yeah. love like the glitter and the over the top and mm-hmm. and I do really enjoy that. But there is this other side where it's like here are these these men who Uh, get to perform and act in a way that, like, women would not be allowed uh, to do the same thing or at Mm -hmm. least without, like, repercussions or, like, with people finding it humorous. Like, just imagine a drag show, right? But, like, imagine it's all just, like, cis women, but they're, like, still getting dressed up. They're still doing wild makeup. They're still Mm -hmm. doing all the things, the same exact performance. That
2: happens, though, now that Mm -hmm. that more women are – trying to be drag queens sure or not trying to be they they, they are mm-hmm. and that's a big debate
3: right yeah well because then it's like oh are cis women like you know appropriating yeah, like, mm-hmm. uh, gay culture um, but not... I do think I don't know I don't know what to I don't yeah. know what to think about it
1: sometimes I think it's just sort of a caricature version of like the shitty things that cis gay men say about women mm-hmm. but it's like oh it's funny because he's in a wig like I don't know it's like I I feel like I'm sort of not I whenever I at find myself in any sort of drag performance I kind of feel like I shouldn't be there like I'm just like uh, I don't know if this is for me or am I going to get picked on because I'm like a big six foot tall dyke in the audience but sometimes I've I've seen drag performances that just get really bitchy and really really just like mean like mm-hmm. mean about women and like you know calling each other cunty and things like that. Like it's just, I don't know. It just, it, it bothers me in a way that's hard for me to articulate, but I kind of know it when I see it, like with that mimicking women in a way that's like not empowering at all to women at all. It's, if anything, it's like kind of punching down and I don't know, Mm. but, but I do agree that it, that it is an art form that has allowed probably countless people to, be themselves in a way that they couldn't before.
2: Yeah, and to express their their yeah. more feminine, um, yeah. side, and and I guess that that's like the like oh I understand why why gay men would want to just really uh, lean into drag culture and get to do that and do all the things that they've been told they're not supposed to do. Mm -hmm. But then uh, when women do it, I'm like, no, but men are toxic. Why? Yeah, (laughs) Don't explore that. Which is terrible. And I apologize to anybody that's non-binary or (laughs) not identifying as female. Um, But but my gut reaction to it, that is it. Another thing I was thinking about that uh, I, I've had people over the years ask me, you know, wh- why do some gay women want to look like men or uh. why, why do some uh, gay men have to be so feminine? You know, and I I think that it's less that we're trying to be like men or they're trying to be like women and we both share this rejection of the of gender norms. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's all it is. And it's more pushing away from that and because that's something we share, um, it also makes us a lot more different. So where lesbians are like sensible footwear, um,
1: <laughs> we do love know. a sensible piece of footwear. A yeah. sensible like boot.
2: Uh, no makeup. I mean, I'm wearing makeup right now, and I usually do, but, uh, but you know, many lesbians yeah. are, like, not – whereas, like, gay men are, like, no, I'm not going to be this, like, schlumpy yeah. American dude that just walks around in, you know, cargo shorts yeah, you know, with, with a beer gut, and, like, their bodies are their projects. Yeah. And that's, they, like, groom themselves, and they're, like, no, I'm going to look fabulous. I'm not going to – be okay with the way that, you know, men can get away with just looking like George Costanza and yeah. still date <laughs> models, you know? Yeah. And nobody questions it. Nobody's right. like, all these women are too beautiful for Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> yeah. Who also, <laughs> side note, uh, somebody brought up, and I didn't know this, that when Jerry Seinfeld was 38, he picked up a 17-year-old high school student in Central Park and dated her for four years. What? Wow
1: but you'll never hear about it never
2: for 4 years gross. a 17 year old
1: ew i didn't know that yeah. how is he... old is he now he's like what is he 60
2: probably around yeah. there yeah
1: gross yeah i hate i hate when people say why like are you trying to look like a man i'm like no i'm i just look great but <laughs> i i don't know i just i feel more comfortable in like a masculine aesthetic i guess but Absolutely nothing else about me is trying to be like. I don't know. I just I think that's a really bizarre thing that people kind of ask, but no one really asked me to my face that question. But I have heard, I've heard
3: it. People used to ask me that a lot when I was younger. I think like when I had first come out specifically, like mm. why would you want to date a woman that looks like a man? Like why not just date a man? And yeah. there's like the same question about like strap-ons. Like why would you use mm-hmm. a strap-on? Yeah. Just, like all of those things. Right. And then it's like, well. How about I'm just, like, not – I'm not here for the male gaze, right? Like, so maybe I'm trying to pick up women who like women and, like, me wearing these, like, thick black glasses and a weird (laughs) pattern button-up is, like, a way to signal that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. A lot of it is signaling. Yeah. For sure. And it's Uh, worked
1: out really well. mm
3: -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I –
2: oh, there were many times when I was younger where I was, like, should I cut my hair or – you know, I used to go – so this one period in my life where I was single for maybe five months, um, which was kind of a long time for yeah. me since I came <laughs> out, and I wanted to go on so many dates, and I got all of like zero dates, uh, and I kept I was going out to gay bars all <laughs> the time, and I said to my friend who later became my first wife. I was like, maybe I look too straight, and she goes, "That's not your problem." I'm like, All right. <laughs> Burn, uh, yeah. Oh, but I first was wife. like, I was like, why, why is like nobody, nobody ever hits yeah. on me or anything? And I'm like, do I look too straight? Is that the problem? No, it's probably because I looked like terrified of everybody around me the entire time, and like wouldn't make eye contact.
3: That was yeah. probably <laughs> maybe that was it. I don't That's know. Great. <laughs> Ugh, I still feel that way, like, when I go into lesbian bars. I think I was texting yeah. you about this, Sarah. Like, I went into a uh, cubby, um, and I was meeting my partner there. But, you know, I got there early, and I was, like, you know, sitting around, and nobody would, like, make eye contact with me. Mm-hmm. Nobody would engage with me at all. And I even, like, went to the bar, and I, had, like, asked somebody if, like, uh, a seat was taken, and they looked at me like I had just, like, punched their mother in front of them. Mm-hmm. Like, they were just, like... Uh, yeah. Yes. The seat is taken, and I'm like, okay, okay. <laughs> guys, yeah. I'm duh. <laughs> all right. It I'm is. Sorry. It's like a
1: and cubbyhole is like a. It's like a lunch when you're not very cool. Like when you walk in, and you're like, oh, where do I sit? Like, what do I do? Because it's, it's always packed there. Everyone's so territorial. Yeah. It's kind of like cubbyhole. Like is a visual representation of like my general discomfort in dealing with large groups of lesbians, and over the years, and how I've I've always kind of had kind of a hard time developing like close long-term friendships with gay women because I wasn't invited to the little cliques. Like it's very, yeah. it's, ve- it's such a clicky, like kind of high school arrangement there. It's so interesting to see. And anyone listening who is in New York is probably very familiar with what I'm talking about. Or you're one of the perpetrators who doesn't let us have a seat, <laughs> Yeah. whatever. It's all these like old dykes that get there at like 4 PM and post up at the bar and then act so annoyed when I have to reach over you to grab my drink, it's like you're you're sitting at the bar and this place is ten square feet. I don't like cubbyhole. I have a, ugh, I, I, go I on had like some a friends have coming. An episode about that place. Yeah, <laughs> I think we will.
2: Uh, I, I had some friends coming from out of town, and they're like, "Oh, should we all meet up at Cubby Hole? But it was like a lot of people. It was a college friend, so mm-hmm. it was gonna be a bunch of people. I'm like, "No, we should." De- that's the worst <laughs> group hang place. If yeah. you're with more than one person, good luck. Yeah, good luck. That's um, the worst. Well, it seems like we've kind of, uh, winded down our com- yeah. conversation about gay men, any gay men listening. I think you'd get the message. All right. I think you get the point <laughs> we're trying to make. Any gay men still
1: listening. Yeah. After that.
2: They're <laughs> like stupid dykes. Yeah. <laughs> turn it off. Should have known better to yeah. listen to this podcast called dyking out. Um, so let's end it. Maybe, I don't know why I'm doing this. What? Why am I trying to be nice to gay men? Who? <laughs> Our random question of the week. Who's one of your favorite famous gay gay men? Famous? Ooh. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I have a few, but I'm going to throw out George Takai. Oh,
3: <laughs> oh yeah. He's amazing. I'm so just, sweet. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Him and all his me. I, I think it's his memes are like, so good. Yeah. His tweets and like his use of memes. It's mm-hmm. just like. It's very His charming. use of memes
1: it memes is impressive for someone of his age. I know. That's why I'm always like, "Wow." I think that's he's why he's like, like a so grandpa, much. and he's able to use social media in such a savvy way. Yeah. <laughs> Do you
3: think he's actually posting? Maybe not.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what about you? Who's your favorite? Who's a famous gay man? Uh, I know Me? it's so hard. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> like I
3: wanted to say Kevin Spacey, just, right? But. It's not a good joke. <laughs> and then I wanted to say Billy Eichner. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's okay
1: to like Billy Eichner if you do. But no, but yeah. I –
3: okay, I hated that show, but mm-hmm. I do really like him on Difficult People. But I think it's mostly because I love, like, the dynamic between him and his co-star. whose Julie Klosner. Julie Klosner. Like, yeah. it's just mm-hmm. like – I'm like, this is how I feel on the inside. Just so rageful.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, but I wouldn't call him my favorite gay man. I don't know. I will I admit that I like Billy on the street. And everything you're saying uh, about it
2: is so right, Sarah. That's I okay. Know. You can like it.
1: You
3: know,
2: you're, for He's you, so... it's, it's Game of Thrones, where I'm like, I don't get it, but whatever. Oh, yeah.
1: For me, well, I'm I'm outnumbered in this room. for People who don't don't like Game oh. of Thrones.
2: But. <laughs> not, not like, not like I love Billy on the Street, but I've definitely watched many episodes and laughed a lot. But but your points are all extremely valid, and he is harassing and mm-hmm. punching down. Um, I mostly like the segments when he has like. Rachel Dratch just do like a random celebrity based obstacle course. Oh yeah, I mean that's funny, right? Because Rachel very, Dratch is hilarious. Yeah, but she's hilarious. Um, yeah, other than that, I'm just not
1: really here for. I'm, I'm honestly struggling right now to think of a gay celebrity that I that I like.
2: Yeah. Uh, there's Same. Neil Patrick Harris.
1: Oh yeah, he but, seems like he hasn't done anything particularly shitty. And he takes really cute Halloween pictures. He does. he does. Yeah. Um, I love Jesse Tyler Ferguson and his husband, Justin Makita. They are regulars at the restaurant where I work, and they're really, really, really nice people. Um, And they seem to be, like, not problematic at all in anything that they've ever said or done, but I don't know.
2: I'm going to say Jesse Tyler Ferguson is my favorite. We can also balance it out with saying our least favorite so we're not being too nice to men.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. But Um, it's kind of
2: hard because there are people like Milo Milo.
1: (laughs) Mila Milo's a troll. Uh
2: or Lindsey Graham, say... who's not officially out, but man. God, Talk imagine about how many. Gays. Yeah.
1: <sighs> I would say my least favorite gay at the moment is obviously Kevin Spacey, although it's hard to Ryan. even say that because I don't I'm not letting him into being called a gay person. He's yeah. just a shit person who's hiding behind his sexuality. Mm-hmm. Um probably like the the celebrity, like s- the fashion critique culture is another thing I'm not really into. Oh, like, yeah. Perez Hilton kind of built a career off of just like shitting on people, and I don't think that's really nice. So, yeah,
2: I, I do like that he had like a little bit of a, um, a, a shift when he oh, got did called he? out. I forgot who it was who called them out, but some celebrity was just like, why are you so mean? Yeah, I think it was actually Jennifer Aniston maybe and was like, what is wrong with you that this is what you – and he was like, oh, my God, you're right. I'm a terrible person and I'm so nasty and this is nothing shy of bullying. And I think this was maybe around the time that he was becoming a dad and he's like, I don't want my kids to grow up and think I'm – you know this this yeah. terrible person, and he, you know, I think s- started photoshopping a lot less uh, jizz on the yeah. faces <laughs> still of still but less <laughs> Just less. No, he, he did. He became more just like pure gossip and yeah. less being super catty and and dickish about yeah. it. Well, good um, for him. Well, I don't <sighs> like Don Lemon. <laughs> Oh, I always forget he's gay. Not, it's not like he, I, I just like don't like Don Lemon and he just happens to be gay. Yeah. But when he came out, I was like, oh, Yeah. <laughs> Do I have to like you more right, now, Don right. Lemon? Is it bad if I don't like you? I just. I know.
1: I kind of struggle with like how obligated am I to like the celebrities simply because they're gay. Yeah. And usually with men, I just don't like them. But anywho, this has been fun. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here, Aisha. Do you want to share any of your social media handles? Do you care about that sort of thing? Not at all. Great. (laughs) All
2: right. So if you want to find Aisha online, good luck. Yeah. Good (laughs) luck. Good luck luck finding her. Uh, You can find us at Diking Out on (laughs) all handles, or you can check out um, some of the content we produce with The Box Show. Uh, Yeah. Just Google The Box Show. I think we're at... We are the box. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's at We are the box show. I don't know. Take, yeah, figure just, it out. Yeah, put in the search. <laughs> You'll find it. Uh, if it seems like cool feminist content, then yes, that's, that's us. us. And you can find me at TGI Carolyn on various social media things.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, you can find me not at all during the month of November because I have disengaged from all social media. Hmm. But I'm going to be back on Twitter eventually at the Sarah York. I'm on the fence about Instagram and Facebook if I'm ever coming back.
2: Thank you for diking out with us this week. Yeah. And every week. (laughs) And next week. And get your friends in those states that we listed mm-hmm. name by name we're gonna call these states out every single week until <laughs> now we're not uh that was probably painful for some people <laughs> but uh yeah keep listening rate us on itunes send send us an email out at gmail.com because mm-hmm. it's always nice to hear from our listeners and we'll be back next week Bye All right, bye